Good evening, Raleigh. It is 7 p.m. and welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle. I'm Jake Langlois. And I'm DeAndre Jones, and we thank you for tuning in. Welcome back, NC State. It's the first Eye on the Triangle of the school year, and we've, we've all been running around like crazy, getting our schedules in order and adjusting once again to student life. So this week we wanted to hear from you, the Wolf Pack. From summer vacation to Chick-fil-A to Packapalooza, students have all sorts of opinions and thoughts. And we've got just a couple we want to share with you tonight. In addition, last Friday was the annual fall blood drive, and Jake has more on that. Also tonight, we have with us a representative of the Wake County Board of Elections to help us become a little more informed before the elections in November. And we're excited to welcome back some old friends as we learn which holidays we should be celebrating again. But first, we welcome back Dave, here to give us the forecast. What's going on in the weather today, Dave? Well, uh, tonight's weather is not looking so pretty. We've got some isolated uh, thunderstorms. We had a high today of 82 we're going to drop down to 66 tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we've got a high of 83 and a low of 66 as well, looking pretty much like today. Uh, Thursday, almost, yeah, the exact same weather, actually. 83, 66, isolated thunderstorms. 30% chance of rains will bring your umbrella. Look classy. Um, Friday, it's going to be a high of 84 and a low of 65. Um, mostly sunny, a little bit of clouds, only 10% chance of rain. So I think we'll be good on Friday, Friday night. Uh, Saturday, we're going to be up to 85 and a low of 65. Partly cloudy as well, all bumping up to a 20% chance of rain. Sunday, mostly sunny, which, how, you know, how different is that from partly cloudy? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> high of 85, low of 65 as well down to a 10% chance of rain. Um, and as far as next Monday goes, part, back to partly cloudy. We went mostly sunny, partly cloudy, mostly sunny, partly cloudy. High of 85, low of 68, 20% chance of rain. I see a lot of clouds in our future. <laughs> yes. And that was Dave, our local uh, weather cynic. <laughs> and now we turn to Andrew for the latest in the news. Andrew? Thanks, DeAndre. Ethiopian Prime Minister Meles Zanawi died today at age 57. He assumed power after overthrowing a communist military junta in 1991. Zanawi had been praised by some as a renaissance leader who brought Ethiopia stability and democracy, but he was often accused of numerous human rights violations against ethnic minorities and dissenters. Missouri Congressman and Senate candidate Todd Aiken has decided to remain in the race despite pressure from Mitt Romney to withdraw. Aiken had made a controversial comment about what he called legitimate rape last Sunday. He has since issued a campaign commercial apologizing and urging voters to vote for him. And the World Health Organization reported that 10 people in the Democratic Republic of Congo have died from the Ebola virus. This is the second outbreak of the virus this year. A different strain appeared in Uganda last month and killed 16. And that's the news. Thank you for that, Andrew. So it's official. Summer is over back to school. But before we hang up our swim trunks for the year, let's take one last look at the Wolfpack Summer 2012. Welcome back, Wolfpack. It's Grant Buckner here, hoping you had a great summer. I was a summer camp counselor for the YMCA, and personally, I loved it. What did you do for the YMCA? I was a summer camp counselor. I looked after kids. I was a glorified babysitter. Others, not so much. But in any case, I went around campus and asked kids what they did this summer. I did a work exchange in Bolivia for six weeks. Cool. What did you do there? I was working as a combination tutor and nanny in the mornings in exchange for room and board. 
um, and then teaching community English lessons in the evenings. Sweet. That sounds really cool. Did you like it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was actually very hard to leave. So what did you do this summer? I uh, worked in an internship. Yeah, doing what? Um, working at Baldor Electric Motors. All right, cool. What did you do? I also had an internship at Curtis Wright Flight Controls. Uh, they manufacture uh, airplane parts for Boeing and other air, air companies like the Korean Airbus. So some were jet-setting, some were interning, and some had the best of both worlds. So what did you do this summer? I did research here at NC State with Dr. Blondin in the physics department, and then I learned how to surf. Cool. What kind of research? Uh, astrophysics research. So. Did you get good at surfing? No. <laughs> I stood up for five seconds. That was good enough for me. And while some had good old family vacations, some didn't do much of anything. I went to uh, Chesapeake Bay and uh, hung out and stuff. Nothing. <laughs> For Eye on the Triangle, I'm Grant Buckner, 88.1 WKNC. Packapalooza, probably NC State's biggest party of the year, meant to kick off the school year with a bang, and this year was absolutely no exception. Well, things are finally kicking up. And by kicking up, I guess I mean slowing down. The routine is slowly starting to take over our lives once again. This also means that we have to bid goodbye to Welcome Week and the many events that it hosts to bring our pack together. The most recent being Packapalooza. You all have heard me talk about this before and anticipated it. So now I'm going to bring you guys the words of your own fellow classmates and what they liked about Welcome Week and NC State as a whole. I'll start with Wilbur Ruiz, a sophomore here. He provided a very cool insight into what it's like to be a part of the group that helps newer students find their way around campus. You may have seen those students in the bright yellow shirts around campus with booths set up. Will said that, although it was hot outside, he loved being able to meet students from all around the campus and help them out. It was an exciting experience. Lydia Matthews, a new transfer student here at State, was happy to let me know what she loved about our school. She said that the massive number of people here practically makes it impossible not to meet someone that you can become good friends with. She was excited for that fact. Other students, such as Joel, Rachel, and my roommate Kenny, mentioned the diversity as being a big contributing factor to their love of NC State. Joel specifically noted Avent Ferry Complex as a spot to meet very cool, volleyball-loving people. Aaron Hunter, a good friend of mine, helped me work at Silent Disco, an event last Saturday night in which people got a pair of wireless headphones with three channels, each channel having a different DJ. Aaron was very adamant that the party was popping, and I can definitely attest to that. With an 1,100 student turnout, the party was nothing to scoff at. People walked out drenched with sweat and spilling mocktails until 2 a.m. in the morning. And of course, I stayed there until 2.30 cleaning up. It wasn't hard for me to find students that had attended Wolfpack Welcome Week. It honestly seemed like Packapalooza was a big hit. 
Andrew, a junior, told about how he and a friend were able to fight with giant sticks on one of the inflatables in North Hall's parking lot. His girlfriend, Kendall, loved the fact that at Packapalooza, there's a booth that you could home make your own silly putty with Elmer's glue and baking soda. A definite fun time and a creative way to express yourself. Oh, Packapalooza, headed by Carolina Liar, it was a huge street festival that was everything NC State. Carolina Liar took the stage around 8.30, spreading their own personal brand of spirit across Hillsborough. Oh, and did I mention that Chancellor Woodson played with the band? Randy Woodson, a.k.a. Guitar God, definitely held his own up on stage. It's needless to say that Packapalooza and Welcome Week were a lot of fun and a lot of good activities for NC State students, and that it will be sad to see them go. However, life must go on, but we must go to the classes that we signed up for and paid for to come here. For Eye on the Triangle, this has been DeAndre Jones. And if you were there to see Chancellor Woodson play on the stage, you know that it was a very, very rousing event. Um, I will actually be have, um, having him for an interview on Friday. So next show, tune in, and you guys will get to hear me and the Chancellor talk about his nice little event on stage. I promise you it'll be good, so keep a lookout for that. So Andrew went out recently in search of how NC State students feel about having a Chick-fil-A restaurant right on our campus. Is it good? Bad? You decide. Last week, we discussed Chick-fil-A SOO Dan Cathy's comments concerning gay marriage and their effects on our campus. We asked for your opinions on what role Chick-fil-A plays at our university.
All right, so we'd like to just mention that the opinions reflected in that story doesn't don't necessarily reflect the opinions of WKNC or NC State as a whole. Um, and with that, we're going to take a quick break, but stick around. We've got more on the way. And welcome back to Eye on the Triangle. Last Friday was NC State's largest blood drive, and Jake, who had never given blood before, decided it was something worth trying. Last Friday, NC State hosted its annual Fall Blood Drive, a partnership between the University and the Red Cross. This year, in honor of North Carolina State's 125th anniversary, the University and the Red Cross tried to break the state record for blood donated in one day by collecting 1,250 pints of blood. And at a pint a person, that's a lot of blood. 
I'd never donated blood before, but I decided it might be a worthwhile endeavor. This was the sound of the Carmichael Gym on Friday, where over a thousand donors and volunteers turned out to try and break the record set by Appalachian State. NC State, working together with student government and the Red Cross, had Carmichael Gym filled with waiting areas, booths, and dozens of stations where donors were able to give blood. I waited, much like everybody else, until I was approached and asked if I would be interested in donating double. So I'm getting ready to give blood here. Um... I've been waiting here for about a half hour. Uh, they finally just got through the confidential. They asked me about my health and everything. And uh, I've never given blood before, so this should be exciting. Um, they asked me if I wanted to give double the amount of red cell, red blood cells. And I guess they said yes. So we're going to go ahead and do this. Now, when you donate blood, what normally happens is they take a pint of your blood, and that's it. You're done. But donating double is a little bit different. What happens is they withdraw your blood, separate the red blood cells from the white blood cells and the plasma, and reinsert your blood minus the red blood cells. They do this until they have a pint of pure red cells. It's a long process that often takes more than a half hour. So finally, after about an hour of waiting, I was finally called up and given a chair. Do you know how much we are trying to collect today? Well, right now, um, they said uh, the goal is um, twelve fifty. Yeah. So, so far, they um, the numbers when I came in, they said it was um, uh, 272. As of, okay. Productive. Okay. Yeah, and they've been seeing around 600 people. But then, right before they inserted the needle, we ran into a little problem. All the machines suddenly just shut off. The whole section of Carmichael. I was just glad it stopped working before they stuck the needle in my arm and not after. Sitting there with a needle in my arm for no reason isn't exactly my idea of fun. Somebody unplugged the cord and uh, all the machines have turned off. There's like eight machines in a row right here. So it took a couple of minutes, but they finally got the power back on, which meant they could resume drawing blood. Okay, so you ready? That's the needle. You've got to put it in there. There it hand. is. Okay. In there. Oh, okay. There you go. And that's it. I'm inside the van. That's my signal. There you, everything is okay. I got blood in the line. Wow, okay. And it's running. So that's it. That's it. 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're done. Okay. It's not comfortable having that needle stuck into your arm. It hurts a little bit, probably like you'd imagine. But after those first few seconds, you grow accustomed to it. This is little baggy. Little bag, okay. This is um, to collect the sample tubes. They're going to test your blood before they give it away to make sure that you're okay and the recipient is going to be okay. Uh-huh. Now, in the meantime, I'm drawing this one. It's gonna, your blood's going to that line. To the and that's it. You just sit there, just waiting for them to finish collecting their pint. Right here inside, it's a bowl uh-huh. collecting the blood. And then it's feeding. And then that's the one separating the plasma from the rest. Of Unless, of course, he chose to double donate, like I did. After they collect for about 10 minutes, they begin to pump the plasma back into your bloodstream. Now, the average internal body temperature is somewhere around 98.6 degrees. But when they withdraw your blood and put it back into your body, guess what? It's cooled. So I've been sitting here for about maybe 15 minutes, and I am absolutely freezing. Um, my understanding, the way it works is they 
kind of pump some blood out from you and then they pump some plasma back in and like my whole body is just freezing right now they put a, uh, a heat blanket over me it's just my whole body is shivering I'm just I'm freezing right your now. entire body gets cold not November wind on your face cold a deep penetrating cold that runs through your entire body After a while, you just kind of zone out, sitting there with a needle in your arm, not even really thinking. You're just waiting for something to happen. And then it's over. They remove the needle, tell you you're done, and let you walk out. With a free t-shirt and a cookie, of course. Ultimately, NC State fell short of its goal, but 1,146 pints is still a lot of blood that will be put to some very good use. For now, Appalachian State still holds the state record with 1,261 pints donated. But at the end of the day, the record is still just a number. The number of lives saved? Well, that's really what counts. For On the Triangle, I'm Jake Langlois. And we now have with us a very special guest here in the studio. Caitlin Colley is a representative of the Wake County Board of Elections, here to dispel some common misconceptions and to enlighten us on our right to vote. Hi. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Mike? Am I gone? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, Ka- <laughs> I'm Caitlin Colley. So um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you do. Like, who do you work for exactly? I work for the Wake County Board of Elections. And the Board of Elections itself, well, there is the three-member board, and then there's the office, which is the staff, and we're all working together to administer elections and make sure that it is done fairly and according to the law and everything is done by the book. And are you guys working on mainly the local level, state level, federal level? It's only for Wake County. It is uh, the Wake County Board of Elections, only for Wake County. And uh, if you've lived in Wake County for 30 days or more prior to the election, then you can vote in Wake County. And that's what that's what we're dealing with, people who vote in Wake County. So obviously we have the elections coming up in like a little less than three months, I believe. Um, what are you guys doing exactly? What do you? I mean, you guys must be busy now, right? Oh, yes. We're very busy, especially with the early voting sites being announced. Uh, NC State is going to be... Uh, host to one of our 15 early voting sites across the county and it's actually going to be one of our four super sites hmm. uh, the those are the sites that will be open for 15 days starting on october 20th all the way to november 3rd and early voting is whenever i started working at the board of elections i was training precinct officials and i thought that you know the polls the voting booths and the ballots and everything just kind of showed up overnight they just sprouted like I don't know. Mushrooms so you, you, know you don't think about it. Yeah. You don't think about it. And then you see how much goes into it and all of the planning. And I mean, like I said, training precinct officials. I didn't know that North Carolina statute requires that the volunteers who are working at the polls 
have to be trained. They have to take a, a class that tells them exactly, you know, that you do this and then you do this and then you do this and these are the laws and you follow the laws. I've been reading election law for fun the past few days. And exactly where on NC State's campus is the site going to be? It's going to be the fourth floor of Tally Student Center. All right. And we will. there will be early voting uh, staffs directing people to where to go. Now, you mentioned how much work goes into this. Why is it important for me, an ordinary citizen, to know why how, how much goes into the early voting process? How much goes into the early voting process? Well, it's important to know because it's, it's just important to know what work is being done so that everyone can have their right as citizens, as residents of Wake County to cast their vote, as is their right. And, and I know, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm, and I know that uh, a lot of people don't really see the necessity of early voting. Why is early voting itself important? Early voting itself is important because things happen. People miss deadlines. The deadline to register to vote is October 12th. And if you haven't registered to vote in Wake County by then, then you wouldn't be voting on Election Day, November 6th. But at early voting, we offer in-person registration for eligible Wake County voters. And so you can register and vote on the same day. And that's especially important because in May, the precincts that were close to NC State's campus and really close to all of the college campuses in this county had so many students who wanted to vote and they just wanted to vote and wanted to get out there and make their voice heard but had to vote provisionally which is a process that takes a long time and there were long lines and people were getting fed up and frustrated and so it's early voting is important so i heard that you said that you can if you register early if you register to vote you can vote on the same day if it's vote early if you're not registered by election day you you won't be able to vote is that correct Uh, yes the, the difference between voting on election day and voting at early voting is that early voting is it's in-person registration. You register and vote sometime during that, uh, well, 17-day period. The Board of Elections itself will be open for early voting starting October 18th. And, But if you want to go vote in a polling place on November 6th, you have to have registered by October 12th. And there's obviously a lot of students here from out of county what if i don't live in wake county uh well according to wake county voter laws according to the the laws in north carolina if you have been a resident of wake county for 30 days or more prior to the election you are considered for voting purposes a wake county resident uh i've had some questions from people asking if that will change the residency um for other purposes, like especially students, some might say, you know, would that change me to being an in-state student? Uh, no, it's just that you you can vote in Wake County if you've lived here for 30 days or more. Though if you do want to vote in the contests in your home county, we offer absentee by mail voting, and every county, every state offers that. And it's definitely pretty exciting that there's going to be a site here on campus because I know of a lot of people that would uh, like to vote in the uh the last election that involved prop, uh, prop, uh, Amendment 1 and stuff like that. So um, my question is, what exactly, what are some of the jobs that you personally have been doing to, um, to get ready for this? What I've been doing, uh, I'm the early voting marketing manager. That is, I believe, that is my official title, the early voting <laughs> marketing manager. I'm taking over the social media aspect of how of getting the word out there about early voting and absentee voting and we just we have a lot of things in the works. Uh, 
we're you know taking pictures of like you know this is why I vote absentee, and we're we're working on getting the word out through social media, and also encouraging people to go ahead and register to vote because not only would you be able to vote on election day if you so choose. If you have registered to vote by October 12th, if you still want to vote at early voting, you can just go in and vote. You don't have to do the in-person registration stuff. And that saves everyone a lot of time and makes the line shorter, makes everyone happier. So when can I register early? Like, when's the earliest? The earliest. You can register now. Where? Where? (laughs) Plenty of places on campus. Plenty of places, actually. Starting tomorrow, uh, I will be assisting the NC State student government, providing them with voter registration applications or voter registration forms that I will then be able to take back with me to the Board of Elections. And that will be tomorrow on the Brickyard from 11 to 1 during the Campus Farmers Market. And I will also be there to answer any questions people might have about voting uh, in, a, in a nonpartisan way, I cannot answer any questions for you about this candidate or that candidate, uh, I, but I can tell you how to vote and how to register to vote and what parts of the application are the most important to fill out. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned that you are in charge of social media. Are there any pages that you want to plug in and uh, tell people to follow? Twitter.com slash Wake Elections. And we're also on Facebook, the Wake County Board of Elections. You can like us on Facebook, and we post updates about, you know, this, this is where you find out how to register. This is where you find out how to do absentee by mail. If anyone listening is interested in working early voting, there's going to be a, I mean, this is something that requires a full 15-day time commitment plus training, but there's going to be a job fair for early voting tomorrow, and that information is all available through our Twitter and Facebook. So if you want, if you wanted to volunteer, well, it's uh, it's actually a paid position. It's a, it, we're staffed uh, to by another group for, for early voting, but it would be like taking a, you know, just very very temporary job. So I can't volunteer. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate that people want to volunteer, but we also have to pay them. Ah, okay, I see. Well, um, I guess the last question is: uh, Is it exciting to have a to have a campus right here, or to have a site right here on the campus of NC State? It is so exciting for me. I went to NC State, and I was a student in two thousand eight. And because I was a student, and because I just didn't think about it, I didn't know what to do to vote absentee by mail for my home county. And then I found out word of mouth that there was an early voting site at the Pullen Arts Center. And I lived in Alexander and I had to walk all the way to the Pullen Arts Center. I got there and they said, you're a student. I said, yeah, here's my student ID. They said, we also need another piece of uh, another document to prove that you're a student. So I had to go back to my dorm, print out, uh, I think something from the cashier's office just to prove that I was a student. This is all very important to know what documentation and all this information is going to be printed in technician tomorrow. Well, that, that'll be good to know. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. But then had to walk all the way back over there. But I got to vote, and I got to vote early, and it felt good. Yeah, most people won't put that much effort into voting, but if you make it easy for them, they will vote. I, I remember back in 2010, I happened to be downtown, and this guy asked me, hey, are you registered? And I said, no. And he's like, would you like to? And I said, yes. And I voted right there. I hadn't planned to, but it took 10 minutes. It It's very easy. And it does it. It's easy, and it is, I believe, everyone's civic duty. Well, that's, right. that's excellent. Um, any final thoughts? 
Uh, final thoughts? Well, I do know that I believe I will be back in a couple of weeks. Caitlin will be here um, on September 4th, and she will be through uh, be on the show every couple of weeks through October 16th, um, giving us inf- more information about early voting and early registering and why that's important. Why, exactly why it is important. I can answer all sorts of questions like uh, some people believe that your vote doesn't count if you vote early or absentee. And it turns out, well, yes, it does. And I'll be going into more detail on all of that and how now, that works. If I do have a question, who do I who do I ask? Who do I email? Who do you email? Or who do I call? You can go to wakegov.com slash elections. And that has our office address, the downtown office address, and um, ways you can access us. Board of Elections. Well, that is excellent, Caitlin. I want to thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. And now Dave is here to let us know what holidays we should be celebrating. Help us out, Dave. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm about to give you the rundown on the holidays of the week. Hi, Dave. All right. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, today, the 21st, is Poets Day and Senior Citizens Day. So the challenge for today is is to write a haiku for a hypothetical senior citizen, or a real one, if you choose. I know you're and, all about the poetry. Uh, I love it. I love it. 575, right, for haiku? Yes. Right. And just post that to our Facebook wall um, for Eye on the Triangle. Tomorrow is National Tooth Fairy Day, and it's also Be an Angel Day. So just be really nice to everyone. And if you've lost any teeth recently, go ahead and put it under the pillow. I haven't lost teeth in about seven years. Yeah, it's so. been a little while for me as well. But hey, you know. <laughs> No judgment. Just in case. Uh, Thursday is Chinese Valentine's Day. Whoop. Is that I don't like, know what that is. Is that a legitimate holiday over yes. in China? Yes. I, is I it really? it is. I believe it has something to do with the cycle of the moon. Okay. Oh, is okay. That, is, that, um, is that just like a, like a guess? Or probably that? like a fertility I saw thing. something about that somewhere. So it's Chinese Valentine's Day. Fair enough. Uh, Friday is Pluto Demoted Day. Ooh. Um, How long marking, ago was that? Do you know? Uh, it's been a couple of years. What was, was that? 2010, maybe? 2009. 2006? Really? Has it been that long? 2006. Yeah, oh, okay. I, was in, I, was in like I don't believe like it. Middle school. I remember. I don't it. believe it. That's, you remember? <laughs> that's legitimately like a, like a sad thing for me. Like, it's also Vesuvius Day. So that's even. Uh, it's generally yeah, a sad holiday <laughs> day on Friday, except wait a second. What's that? It's also National Waffle Day. Whoop, whoop. This uh, makes up for those sad holidays, at least partially. I can, get, I can always go for a waffle. On Friday, eat waffles. Saturday is Kiss and Makeup Day. No, Jake. Um, <laughs> it's National Secondhand Wardrobe Day. What? No, so are you supposed and to look, are you supposed okay. to look bad that <laughs> You're supposed day, to look or? ratty is what you're supposed to. You're supposed to, to take other people's clothes and with wear their them. permission and then wear them. Do you okay. need their permission? Or could you, um, could you go to like a thrift store? It doesn't store? say in the rules if you have to have their permission. <laughs> it's also International Bat Night, so watch for bats okay. Saturday night running into Sunday morning. All right. Okay. So go, go see like a movie or something. Yeah, that maybe there's a movie bat. about bats <laughs> something. I don't know. People who uh, like bats or something like that. Sunday is National Dog Day. I can. I it love that. I can. Women's Equality Day, and it is Go Topless Day. It's National Dog Day. Don't get too excited. Okay. So, it's, so it's Women's Equality Day and and go it's topless Go Topless day. day. That is, you know, that's Age an equal holiday for everyone. Men, right. women, all kinds of people can go yeah. topless. Okay. No comment. Comment. Jake is definitely going to celebrate. 
He's whispering that right now. <laughs> Monday is Global Forgiveness Day, and it is also Just Because Day. I don't know exactly how to celebrate Just Because Day, but do something just because. Exactly. Just do. If for some reason you remember hearing this, why is Monday Just Because Day? It's just because. Good answer. Good answer, Dave. Spend your refund check. So those are all the holidays (laughs) for this week. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to celebrate your way through the week. Thank you, Dave. Now that school is back in session, let's see what events are happening around campus. So you can see. This is what's going on at NC State. A photo exhibition by Gary Knight and Janine Lang will be hosted in the NCSU Craft Center this week through October 3rd during their regular hours of operation. The Weaving Art Collection by Ann Roth and Vita Plume will be exhibited in the Gregg Museum all this week. Admission is free and open to the public. Snow White and the Huntsman, as well as The Dictator, will be playing in Witherspoon Student Theater from Thursday to Sunday. Go online for a list of movie times. And on Monday, August 27th, the Engineers Council is hosting the Welcome Back Bash on Centennial Campus with free food, inflatables, and much more. For more information on these events and more, go to ncsu.edu forward slash calendar. For Eye on the Triangle, I'm Grant Buckner, 88.1 WKNC. Well, that just about wraps it up, wraps it up for what we have this week. I would agree. If you heard anything you liked, you hated, or anything that just made you think, let us know on our Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter at WKNC underscore EOT. Also, be sure to check out our blog at WKNC.org, where you will also find podcasts of our program. Also, if you have any questions for uh, for Caitlin, uh, our speaker that we had earlier, just let us know and we'll forward those to her. Um, and you can definitely hear a response by September 4th, um, which, is when, which is the next time that she'll be on the show. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. Until next week. Good night.